0: Fans, it is time for the first in season edition of Bad Language. I am Brian Anthony Davis. I am the podcast producer at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And darn it, I am pumped! Yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cincinnati Bengals in Paycor Stadium. You think Acquisher is a bad name? They took their owner, Paul Brown, their legendary, the man who founded it, founded them. And they kicked him off for Pacor.
1: <laughs>
0: so, Steelers, sure no problem. Here we go, man. I am so pumped, ladies and gents. When the Pittsburgh Steelers go in and beat this team in overtime, and they make plenty of mistakes, but the Bengals make plenty of mistakes, too. Did they make those mistakes, or did the Steelers... Force those mistakes. It doesn't matter. A win is a win. You take it. It's like I always say. It could be the ugly girl that you take to the prom, and you're not proud of it, and you know that there's going to be some problems later. It doesn't matter. You boast about it. And the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the AFC defending champions and two of the most electric players in the American Football Conference Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, woo! I got to tell you, I am on cloud 9, 10, and 11 combined. I don't even know if there's a cloud 11. I just made it up. That's how pumped I am. Woo! So let's do this. If you're not checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, you've got to be, because it's everything you need for your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. And check this out. We had the post-game show last night. Last night, we also had my version of the Mike Tomlin post-game press conference recap. That came out. So if you want to go hear those things, anywhere you download your favorite podcasts, we're going to be there. So go check that out. If it's something that you want to archive from last year and say, hey, what were they thinking last year? Yeah, go ahead and do that, too. That is absolutely fine. This morning... Jeff Hartman had the winners and losers of the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game against the Cincinnati Bengals. you got to go ahead and check that out. Also check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com if you want to read about the Steelers, if you want to listen, anywhere you download those favorite podcasts, you know the deal. We are there. So I've got a special guest in the second half of the show to give me his perspective on it. Is it a former player? No. But I think you're going to love this nonetheless. But let's talk about this game. Where are you right now with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Look, I know you don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. If you do, then you're delusional. And that's fine because they're not there yet. But they are 1-0 and and the Cincinnati Bengals are in last place in the AFC North. That's to be pumped, too. Man, I hate those guys. Why do I I hate those guys? Because I don't respect those guys. And I don't really like their fans. Now, there's some people that I really do enjoy, especially my new friend Frank from the unofficial Bengals podcast. That guy is a class act. So there are cool Bengals fans. I have no problem saying that. And I will say that. But a lot of their fans, I'm not big fan. I don't like it because I think they are not as knowledgeable as most fans, and they're very reactionary. I respect Baltimore and Cleveland a whole lot more than I do the Cincinnati Bengals. I respect their organizations a whole lot more. Not really the Browns. I don't really respect the Browns organization. I don't really respect the Bengals organization at all. I do respect the, the Ravens. I really do. But the Bengals and the Steelers are very similar this year, with the exception of the superstar quarterback. But that could be coming. Kenny Pickett could be Joe Burrow. But right now, Mitch Trubisky is your quarterback. Now, I made an admission yesterday on the postgame show when Jeff Hartman asked me, truthfully, Brian, was there a part of you that wanted to see Kenny Pickett Yeah, I said yes, but Mitch Trubisky gives you a better chance to win than Ben Roethlisberger did last year, and Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Famer. Now, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be money in those two-minute drives, but Mitch Trubisky had absolutely no run game to work with. Yeah, I'm making excuses for him. I'm not apologizing for that. I will make excuses for Mitch. Is Mitch the best quarterback on this team? No. Are they committed to Mitch right now? Yes. Are you going to take a quarterback that helped win the game for you in overtime? Actually, gave you two chances to win in overtime. No, you're not going to. You're not going to get rid of that guy. You've got to keep starting him until you have to. And that's the bottom line because B.A.D. said so. Now, because the Steeler organization and Mike Tomlin says so. So that's where you got to go. But here's the thing. My fellow Steeler fans are on a ledge today. Not all of them, but a good bit of Yinzers are scared. You know why they're scared? Because they don't think that the Steelers can win. And now we're getting a whole lot of, I told you so, that I told you without Ben Roethlisberger, they're not going to be able to do it. they got to bring Kenny in. Do you really think Kenny Pickett is going to be a lot more successful at this particular juncture with that offensive line? Now, look, the offensive line did a really good job pass blocking, but did they do a really good job run blocking? No, they were horrible. If you had to grade the offensive line with run blocking, you've got to give them a G. Not for good, but for ga. You know why? Because F is too good. The run blocking was horrendous. And we know it, and they know it. But Mike Tomlin gave game balls to all the new players. And with all the new players coming in, that includes Mitch Trubisky. He gave him a game ball. Now, is Mitch did Mitch play the way he wanted him to play? According to Tomlin, he looked adversity in the eye. He did not blink. I love that. Did not blink. I'm just going to say that anytime I screw up to my wife. I did not blink.
1: She'll be like, what? <laughs>
0: All right, so here's the deal. We're scared for that reason. We are also scared... Because of the torn pectoral muscle. We know it. TJ knew it. TJ said it. We heard it on television. CBS's mics picked that up. I tore my pack. You could hear it. So how big of a deal is this? Well, we've seen torn pectorals before. You know, that he could be gone for the season. The hope is that it's not a season-ending injury. The hope is that it's a four- to six-week injury, and you get T.J. Watt back. But a lot of fans are, hey, they're throwing the terrible towel in right now. And you know why they're throwing in the terrible towel? They're throwing it in because you're losing to your superstar. I get that. But is T.J. Watt the only player on that team? So... Do the 52 other players on that team suck? I don't think so. I thought Minka Fitzpatrick was defensive player of the year if you get to vote after one game. And you know who else is going to get votes? Alex Highsmith. But bad. The reason Alex Highsmith is getting those sacks and that is because TJ's on the other side and they're worried about TJ and Alex is getting free. Look, I'll give, I will pay the devil's due on that. Yeah, I can't. You're right about that, but that doesn't make Alex Highsmith any less of a punisher. He's going to get in there. He's still going to get in there. The hope is Malik Reed can come in and help out. Is he going to be TJ? No. But he did get a number of sacks when Nick Chubb, is it Nick Chubb? No, it's Bradley Chubb. I, I mix those Chubbs out up. My gosh, I'm saying Chubb way too often than I want to on a show. Nah, we don't do that. This is a clean show. So here's the deal. He had about five and a half sacks in Denver, a strip sack of Ben Roethlisberger. You know, we wanted him as depth, but now he's in there. He's going to be in there a little bit more. Do we want to see Malik the whole season? No. But we're going to see Malik audition to be very good on that team. And when I say, I mean, it's trial by fire. We wanted them for depth, but depth means you got to, if disaster happens, you got to have Sky in there. And they will. Don't go thinking they're going to go look for a big name free agent. They're going to have to bring somebody in, absolutely. You might get a street free agent, yeah. But they're not going to start ahead of Malik Reid. But I know you're scared about it, but you still have Cam Hayward. Cam was a beast yesterday. TJ wasn't just a pass rushing, rushing beast. He was a run blocking beast. Excuse me, a run stopping beast. I've run blocking on my mind. Oh, let's get that out of there. But let me say this. How was that front three? Larry O, he did his thing. They all did their things. That front seven was pretty good, including, yes, I'm going to say it, including Devin Bush Jr. If you're coming on and saying how bad Devin Bush Jr. sucked, then that's just, that's just embossed in your brain. You're never going to stop saying that because that's the guy you just don't like. That's it. You don't like him, and you want him gone. He had a pretty decent game. He did, to quote Mike Tomlin, he didn't say this about Devin, but to use one of his quotes from the past, he did not kill us. In fact, I saw him making plays. Miles Jack, man, he looks like a man. But Minka Fitzpatrick was a stud yesterday, and that is still a very good defense. Is it as great as it is without T.J. Watt? No, it's not. But you can take the defensive player of the year off of that team, the defense is not going to be as good, no. But they are not going to be bottom tier. That's how good that defense is. This is still a top 10 defense. The hope is, the hope is that you get them back. But yeah, I get it why you're scared. You're also scared because of Najee Harris got hurt. Look, I have confidence if Najee Harris is out in Jalen Warren. I think he runs hard. What I don't have confidence in is the run blocking. And the Steelers have got to get that cleaned up. The wide receivers, I thought, looked pretty good. I thought Mitch was going to many a wide receiver and many an option. I was glad to see 40 yards from Zach Gentry at tight end. I thought Muth was a monster yesterday. He had a lot of catches. Did he have over 100 yards? No. But he's every bit of Heath Miller that you're going to be able to ask for. Right now, no. He's still below Heath Miller, but not by much. And he is making his way up. If this was Casey Kasem, he would be flying up the charts. Pat Fryermuth is making his way up the charts. We'll see how Pat does next week at tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's my best Casey Kasem. He's my hero, so I've got to bring him up. So here's the deal. What on that defense did you think was bad? I don't think anything was bad. I give that defense an A in that game. You didn't give up a lot. And remember, you're facing Jamar Chase. I don't want to say this, but Jamar Chase is probably – the best receiver in the American Football Conference. He is. And sure, he's gonna get off on you. He had over a hundred yards. I get it. He had a great stat line. But they shut everybody else down. Yes, they knocked out T Higgins. They knocked him out. Minka was everywhere, man. Special teams Minka. Knocking a guy out, Minka. And then you're saying, well, well Minka was also getting those personal fouls. Some of them were crap, I thought. You know, I, I really did. Minka, here's the problem about Minka. It's not Minka's fault, but Minka is aggressive and he's tough. And I think they're looking for Minka right now, just like they were looking for James Harrison back in the day. And when I say looking, referees are looking for them, him. So he does not have a lot of margin for chicanery. He can't get away with stuff that other players are going to get away with. They have their eye on Minka. But I tell you what, I have my eye on Minka for Defensive Player of the Year. Already, yeah, one game, that's how good Minka is. And the best part, Minka got the money. That what That's what tells me how great a guy is. He gets the money, and he's like, all right, I got the money. Now I'm going to show you why I deserved it. Not like, I got my money. I can go do this. I, I don't have to play hard. That guy, to quote Dave Schofield, played hard. Oh, man, I love me some Minka. And now Minka gets the middle name treatment now. We always say that. If you're great, you get the middle name. That's why Christopher Lynn Boswell gets the middle name treatment. Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger got the middle name treatment for a long time. Minka Anane Fitzpatrick. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Anane or Anane? I think it's a name. I've, I've got to find this out. It's going to be my mission to find out. But Minka, wow. What did he think about the play calling yesterday? Some people were complaining already. I thought, The play calling was decent. I thought it was pretty good. Some people said the wide receivers weren't getting open. I thought they were getting open. I don't think Mitch and the wide receivers were all on the same page. But I tell you what, when it came time to bail this team out, at the end, Mitch to Deontay Johnson with a beautiful sideline grab. Hmm, phenomenal. Mitch to Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool was the best receiver in the black and gold yesterday. He was fantastic. Everybody thinks that because he hung out with Juju and he did some stuff on social media that he's, he's a bad guy on that team. No. Chase is good. You've got to love Chase Claypool. Was he the best Chase on the field yesterday? I still think Jamar Chase is great and better. But Chase Claypool was, to me, very important. I said about Muth. Najee, did Najee have a bad game? Yeah, he had a bad game, but it wasn't Najee's fault. Najee had no holes. I made a joke yesterday on the post-game show. I'm going to make that joke again if you did not hear it. Everybody thought I was crazy when I said it. But nuns have more holes in their face. Then Najee had to run through. And nuns don't wear earrings or nose rings or anything like that. They don't. Najee had nowhere to run in that game. How's his injury? They're saying, a lot of people are saying that, you know, it's not that serious. It's not a big deal. But I think Najee is going to be dealing with that with that crazy woman, Liz Frank, all year. Let's just not hope that it's like misery in James Con, and he ties her up in his basement or ties him up in her basement. That'd be crazy stuff. So here's the deal. We've got a special guest coming on the show. I'm really excited about it. But my bottom line about this whole thing is, look, you take the win and you hope that this team and this coaching staff is good enough to keep preparing them. Remember, 2008, bad offensive line, Super Bowl champions. Remember, 1983, tough play at quarterback with Cliff Stout, but a really, really great defense. They didn't win the championship, but they won their division, and won the playoffs. So there's so much to say. There's so much to be excited about with this team, so don't let the worry get you. Trust and be cautious, but don't let the worry put you on the ledge. We're gonna go ahead and take a break. I'm gonna have a special guest when we get back. It is the inaugural season edition, regular season, maybe, of Bad Language. I'm Brian Anthony Davis and I will be back right after this the worst man you've seen. back to Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I know that was a very spirited first half of the show. It ran a little longer, but I wanted to go ahead and get everything off of my chest. It's kind of a hairless chest. I'm not very hairy in the chest. I know you don't want that image in your head, but you've got it now. Congratulations. Not that hairy. I'm not going to, I was thinking maybe I should be like Jerry Seinfeld and, and shave it. So that it grows back, but then I'll be all itchy and you know, I don't want to do that. So who, it doesn't matter. I nobody needs to see my chest. Although, if they go through a streak and the, my jersey's not wear, uh, not working, I might have to go back to hashtag shirtless bad, like I did last year, and they won games when I went shirtless. So might have to do that again. Yeah, I'm crazy, and you know that. But there's a reason for my crazy. It's called heredity. I'm not, I don't have a problem saying that. I come from a crazy family, a crazy good family. We're spirited. We have fun. And I'm blessed. My dad just turned 75 years old last week. My mom turned 75 years old in April. And I've got them and they're just as supportive of me now than in 1982 in the fifth grade when I played Lyndon Baines Johnson in the Tribute to America play at Rachel Hill Elementary School in Johnstown, PA. Oh my gosh, they talk about that forever. They talk about it now, ad nauseum, that I'm on these shows. They cheer for me like crazy. It's like that scene in uh, Lieutenant Weinberg in... (laughs) You know the movie, A Few Good Men, one of my all-time favorites. You, Lieutenant Weinberg. He talks about his his dad just loving the fact that he's a lawyer and like ah he's arguing. He bores everybody with stories about him. That's what my dad does for me. But you know what? I got my love for the Pittsburgh Steelers from my dad. Used to watch it very early on in my life. I used to leave college where they were all watching the Steelers game, and I would go and hang out with dad and watch the game. We'd go get a sub, and we'd sit there, and we'd enjoy the game. So without further ado, I want to welcome my father, Bill Davis, originally from Johnstown, Pennsylvania. He now lives in Chambersburg, PA. And I get to see him a whole lot more because in Maryland, we're a whole lot closer. So I want to ask Dad and get his perspective on the game, and I'm going to do that right now. Right here on Bad Language. All right, it's time to talk to the guy who taught me everything that I know about the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's my dad, William Leonard Davis. Big Bill, bad dad, what's going on?
1: Uh, not much. Enjoying the aftermath.
0: Dad, to me, it's more like aftermath with all of the injuries. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, yeah, I don't know if you saw this, but I put on the Facebook page that uh, the reason that dealers won this is uh God had money on this game. <laughs> Look at the social
0: media savvy on Dad, and this is the guy that 10 years ago called it the tweeter.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, let's talk about the injuries, though, Dad. What concerns you the most?
1: big one is TJ I'm hoping it's not what they're projecting, but it is. It's going to be out for the rest of the year if they're calling it a pictorial muscle tear.
0: Yeah, Dad, Jeff Hartman was saying on the postgame show that it just depends on the grade of the tear, the severity of it. It could be six weeks. It could be out for the entire season. We just have to uh, pray to the black and gold gods or maybe the one that's in the great casino in the sky because to you – God's betting on the Steelers. Dad, what were your thoughts on the end of that game? Did you go grabbing for the heart medication?
1: Uh, no, I, I didn't, because we've been in these situations quite a few times, and we've lost. And we've been in them quite a few and won. I had hopes that the long snapper for Cincinnati would be a factor, and he was, and that's where my hope was leading, but you know, in those situations uh, when it is so dire and we have squandered our chances beforehand, I thought that they may make that one, and they didn't. I- I'm sitting there on the, the couch, uh, actually laughing. I-, I could not believe the bad luck on both sides of the ball, especially when Boswell hit the upright. And, and you could hear it. Yeah,
0: Dad, it was like a great
1: thud. It was more like a plunk.
0: Well, I stand corrected. Dad, what do you think about the quarterback play?
1: I have to give Trubisky some props for being able to go down and get us back in room for another try, and he did. I was disappointed in his play. Uh, Mediocre at best. The offensive line was better than what most of the people were saying about him. If you have a clean quarterback at the end of the game and you only have uh, one sack, uh, he produced himself. uh, He's not thinking very well on his feet. That's the second time that he's run out of bounds and and caused a, a sack. When he could have just literally thrown it away, he was out of the box. He, he didn't have to do anything but pitch it out of uh, uh, the sideline. The offensive line did not show well for the running game. They were being pushed back. But to give Trubisky time in the, the passing game. What I do you think love
0: about Mitch, though, Dad?
1: I love that he will get up and, r- and run when he has to. I don't see him fearing the consequences at the end of the play. I don't think, and maybe this is more of a offensive coordinator and a, a quarterback coach thing than, than him, but I don't think we can play the five or six yard pass game. And if he is not able to do more than a 10 yard throw at a time, then he is not our quarterback.
0: What about the heart beating in his chest, though, Dad? You got to love that.
1: Oh yeah, like I said, he can get up and run. I can see why they named him the uh, captain of the team. He he's got fire under there. I just don't think he is the quarterback that is going to save the franchise. Is yeah, Kenny Pickett that guy? You know, I'm not going to call for you know Pickett until he's absolutely needed. He's unproven. He could go out there and be the same thing although I did love what I saw in the preseason.
0: Dad, all the ladies seem to be loving Kenny Pickett right now, but is it true that your wife of 55 years, my beloved mother, thinks that Mitch Trubisky is, and I quote, cute?
1: (laughs) She did. (laughs) Yeah, she did. Well, she's a sucker for her families, and he had that picture with him and his wife and his daughter, and, yeah, she thinks he's cute.
0: You're not going to go mid-flap them, are you? Oh,
1: no. I don't really care. Uh, I've been married 55 years. Remember that.
0: Dad, what else did you see that really encouraged you in this game?
1: The safeties and and so on. They played a good game. I think the referees were a little tougher on us than they were on them. They were... Quite a few calls they could have called on Cincinnati, interference and holding and and so on, you know, in the back that they called on us, but they didn't call on them. As far as the game went, the true stars of that game was the uh, defense. There wasn't much lacking in any of the defense. And if you're going to ask me for three stars, say TJ, Cam Hayward, and Minka Fitzpatrick. And if you want to jumble them around and move them around, I don't care. They're all the biggest part of the uh, the game. You were able to go against Cincinnati as much as they have been pouring money into that team in the last three years. And to have them come out in five sacks, one fumble, Burrow didn't know what the hell hit him. Excuse me, you'll have to edit that. But anyway. <laughs>
0: 2022, you can say
1: hell. (laughs) All right.
0: This isn't the 1960s uh, when we wore suits to the
1: game. No, we didn't wear suits to the game. Yes, we did wear suits to the game in '60. But anyway, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) not in in 65,
0: though. What do you think of Joe Burrow? Do you want to punch that face when you see it?
1: I always want to punch any Cincinnati, uh, uh, quarterback. Uh, you know, when, I think when they, uh, scout quarterbacks, they, they look for that same face. You see it in every, uh, starting quarterback they've had from way back. So, you yeah, know, he got his smugness kind of, uh, removed though today.
0: So, who's the most annoying Cincinnati quarterback of all time though?
1: Cause I remember- Boomer, Boomer Esiason.
0: Boomer Siason, I thought you were going to say the throwing Samoan Jack Thompson.
1: No. No, No. Boomer Siason.
0: Dad, I know you. You're going to find Joe Burrow really punchable really soon. I do think he's a phenomenal quarterback, but I think he might be going down that road. But let me ask you this, Dad. Did Joe Burrow make mistakes, or did the Steelers – Force those mistakes
1: burrow was throwing it to where he was it it was just wherever uh, he was he he had a stealer up in the air knocking it down or catching it Uh, and uh, except that one uh, that he uh, threw to Fitzpatrick he should have never thrown that ball he threw into uh, two-man coverage and Fitzpatrick walked right in front of it he didn't you know that was a gift I think that Burroughs' confidence was really shaken. He comes back next week and he has it all together. Maybe we weren't scouted correctly. i tell you what, it looked like uh, our coaches uh, had scouted it right. Didn't like all of the calls that were made, but even on the uh, offensive side, some of the things they did, uh, the uh, trick plays that, I've always had a soft spot for, uh, I, th- I think they did a hell of a job.
0: Okay, Dad, I need you to do me one last thing. I'm going to give you five Steelers radio, audio, broadcasting personalities, and I'm going to ask you to rank them from one being the best to five. Here we go, Jack Fleming, Myron Cope, Tunch Ilkin, Jeff Hartman, and Brian Anthony Davis
1: go <laughs> okay one brian anthony davis i'm for uh partial uh really
0: i thought you were gonna put me behind myron and jack
1: oh no 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 uh jack fleming would be uh second myron cope i love it, that guy uh i mean even in the uh uh an elevator in pittsburgh he was a riot I'm not going to put Jeff Hartman fifth, so put Jeff fourth and uh, Tunchilkin fifth.
0: Wow, Dad. Thanks for the nepotism. Great names on that list. Fantastic personalities. I do not belong on that list, but I love the fact that you've always got my back, so thank you. I love that you voted for Jeff, not last place, as well, which bodes well for you because this was supposed to be a five-minute segment And you went over 10, and they already have a loudmouth, Davis, so maybe that's going to save (laughs) you.
1: Oh, God. You got it naturally.
0: Thanks, Dad. Man, it does not get better than that for me. I hope you enjoyed that. I'm blessed to have my father and talk about the Steelers. We talk after the game. Every single time, every, every single game, we talk about the Steeler game, and I get his thoughts on it. And me being obnoxious, I'll go ahead and correct him about some things, and then uh, he'll correct me about some things too. Uh, I love it. So thank you for uh, listening to that. Look, Behind the Steel Curtain is one of the best podcast platforms out there in Steeler Nation. And one of the reasons we're the best – It's not because of the personalities that come on out here. And we've got about 20 of them, from Jeff Hartman to Kyle Christ, to Jeremy Betts, to Dave Schofield, Jeffrey Benedict. There's more, more, and more, and more. There's a whole bunch of them. But it's not just because of them. It is because of them because they're fantastic. But it's because of you that take the time to go download it. It's you that... You're not involved in the live chat, so we don't get to thank you directly, but you're so important to us. And we really appreciate you taking the time to bleed black and gold just like we do and listen to our opinions. We are fans like you. We're just blessed to have this platform. So thank you so much for continuing to let us have this platform. Remember, anywhere you download podcasts, we are going to be. Here for you. Can't wait until next week with another episode of Bad Language. Hopefully the Steelers are 2-0 and and we are all celebrating, especially with Bill Belichick coming to town. Yeah, the hoodies coming to town. I, I want to beat that guy more than anything as well. They've suffered some hard times yesterday in their loss to Miami, so we'll see what that game turns out to be. But a wounded Belichick is an even tougher Belichick. So with that being said, this has been Behind the seal Curtain, courtesy of SB Nation. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This has been Bad Language. And as always, I ain't apologizing for nothing. <laughs>